This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I don't know how many times I got to come on the air after another Yankee loss. I mean, I think it's getting tiring. It's getting tiring for me. It's getting tiring for all of you. And I think we're now at a point. At least we should be at a point where the continued malaise, the continued losing, and the overall bad stench Bad baseball, losing baseball across the board shouldn't surprise you any longer. Because, unfortunately, folks, this is what bad teams do. Bad teams score a boatload of runs, and then their pitching staff can't get anybody out. Like we saw last night with the Yankees, 6-2 lead. Green out of Vino coming into the ballgame. They give up a 10 spot. Well, on Tuesday night, you got... Everything you could have hoped for out of J-Hap. J-Hap was absolutely terrific. It wasn't his best start of the year. And I think it's kind of a damning indictment on Garrett Cole that two of the three best starts by a Yankees starting pitcher this year were by J-Hap. One against the Mets, that game in which Aaron Boone ridiculously took him out in the eighth inning. And this game here on Tuesday, where he was dealing, he made the one mistake He gave up the two-run homer, but aside from that, I mean, the fastball command was great. Strikes out double-digit Blue Jays. Throws over 110 pitches. I mean, that was everything you could hope to see out of J-Hat. And yet, it still wasn't good enough because the Yankees hit. Their pitching is a nightmare. Their bullpen is a nightmare. On nights in which they actually get well-pitched games, they can't hit. And to me... Two specific at-bats kind of tell you what this team has been all about over these last few weeks. Start first, first inning. Yankees have the bases loaded with two outs. Taewon Walker is all over the place, all over the map, throwing a bunch of different pitches. I think he threw like 30-something pitches in the first inning. Mike Tugman has a 3-1 and one count. You're swinging 3-1 and one with the way you've been going. Bases juiced. Yankees struggling. You better get a pitch that's right down Broadway. And if you're going to swing, you had better do damage on that particular pitch. Tugman did none of the above. He has been so god-awful. 
I mean, he's got no pop in his bat. He can't hit a fastball. I know he had the only RBI in the game, which was a sack fly. But that at bat, that's a chance to wreck the game. That's a chance. You got to be smart there. Him swinging three and one rubbed me the wrong way. Did not like it one bit. Those are the sort of at-bats the Yankees have had quite a few of. Then you get to Gleyber Torres. And listen, I was the same guy coming on the air last year telling you that Gleyber Torres is the best player on this Yankee team. Um, Gleyber Torres last year was unbelievable. He had a ton of big hits, had a ton of home runs, and was on this sort of trajectory of being one of the best and brightest young stars that the game has to offer. You know, we have spent a lot of time killing the likes of Gary Sanchez, rightfully so, killing Aaron Hicks, killing Brett Gardner, killing the guys who have been here. But let's acknowledge a simple fact. When Gleyber Torres has been in the Yankee lineup, he's not been good. He's not performed. He has not played like a star. He had the one home run, I think it was the Sunday opening weekend series against the Nationals. After that, I feel like I haven't seen Gleyber Torres do a damn thing. He comes up with the bases loaded. Nobody out. Yankees are down two. Gleyber Torres got to drive and a run there. He hits a lazy, shallow fly ball that's not good enough to get the run in. Yeah, I'm expecting more out of Gleyber Torres. Yeah, I'm demanding more out of Gleyber Torres. The Yankees need him. They need him. Those aren't the sort of at-bats you can have. Not with the way this team is going. The Talkman at-bat, the Goyber at-bat, and you just knew. First and second with two outs. Down a run, there was not a chance in hell that Gary Sanchez was going to get hit. And it is amazing to me. And good for John Flaherty, who was all over this. Aaron Boone after the game. I mean, waxing poetic about his at-bats. I mean, maybe the bar is just set so low this is what we need to do. I mean, now we're celebrating hard outs. Why? Because he hit one line drive to the outfield. Whoop de doe. Hit a ground ball at third. Oh, let's uh, let's throw a parade. Let's throw a party. Hit a ground ball at third. Here's what I know. Gary Sanchez went 0 for 4 and dropped a pop-up behind the plate. Real good day. But I don't want to make this the referendum on Gary Sanchez because if that is your grand takeaway, you're not paying attention. Because the laundry list of things that are going wrong with this baseball team, it is beyond the absurd. And I want to give Luke Voigt a lot of credit right now. I want to give Luke Voigt a whole lot of props right now. Because you know what the talking point was going into Tuesday's game? Brian Cashman, who we talked about yesterday, made the trip and traveled with the team, went in and gave them the rah-rah speech before the game. What was said? Nobody knows. All sorts of positivity is what came out of Aaron Boone and a bunch of the different players. And I mentioned, you know, in 2009, he did the same thing, and one could only hope it would have the same result. This is not the 2019. They are nowhere close. Those speeches look a heck of a lot more effective when you go out and you win the game. You don't remember the times... People, you know, make a speech and whatnot when you go out and lose. But the reason I bring up Luke Voigt 
is because all I hear coming out of the Yankee clubhouse is no big deal. We'll turn the page. We got to get better. I mean, the basic BS, coach speak, player speak, all that garbage that drives us insane. Because it just comes across as robotic and it comes across as, in some ways, insincere. Luke Voigt basically read the Yankees the riot act after the game. Quote, I almost feel like it's embarrassing for us right now with everything that's going on. End quote. Stops percent right on that. I feel teams aren't really scared of us right now. And it's kind of a sad thing because we're the New York Yankees. We've got to get back to what the New York Yankees are. We've been playing like crap. Hallelujah. Luke Voigt, you are my hero. Because that is the message that I've been trying to bring across day in and day out. I think it's a message that many of you have been trying to bring out day in and day out. That lack of urgency. Now 5-15 and in their last 20 games. And the Yankees, despite starting the year... 10 over 500 are now in this bizarre and mind-boggling predicament. On September the 9th, the Yankees are a 500 baseball team. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that marinate for a minute. The 2020 New York Yankees overwhelming favorites to represent the American League in a World Series. Minus 300 favorites to go and win the American League East. And and, and save me the injuries. And save me COVID. And and save me 60-game season. You find a way to adjust. I don't see the Dodgers having any problem. I don't see the Rays or the A's having any problem. The big, bad New York Yankees are a 5 Hundred team on September the 9th. And they're trying to avoid the unthinkable, which is missing the postseason in a year in which eight teams go to the postseason. To me, 60 games or not, that is the sort of eye-opening, alarming Type of trend that would lead to drastic action. Yeah, some personnel changes in the offseason, obviously. But if I'm running a team, there's no way in the world I'm bringing my manager back. Yankees missed the postseason. Eight teams make it! Eight! There is no way you could sell me on that. None. Because it would be beyond embarrassing. This stretch of 20 games has been beyond embarrassing. So much for the pep talk from Brian Cashman to get them all fired up. So much for that. Didn't exactly work. Forget about the Yankees catching the Blue Jays this weekend. The Yankees are now in a position where Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they're big games. The big games for all of the wrong reasons. 
Because you're playing the Baltimore Orioles Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're basically a game up right now on Baltimore. Now, if I'm going to be looking at the three teams that are vying for that final spot the Yankees currently have, Fleas and I talked about this yesterday. The Mariners out of any of those three teams would be the scariest because they have young talent, scary young talent, It seems like they're getting their pitching slowly but surely in order. Justice Sheffield, Justin Dunn, two New York farmhands contributing for that Mariner team. And I just don't buy the idea that the Orioles will be able to do enough to make the playoffs. I just don't. Despite what they did against the Yankees winning three out of four. That's far more about the Yankees to me than it is the Baltimore Orioles. But then again, when we get to the Mets... And the beatdown they put at the hands of the New York Mets. I applaud the Orioles. They're fighting. They had every reason considering their expectations for the year to basically say to hell with this. It's 60 games. Who gives a rat's you know what? They haven't approached it that way. Because I think for many of the young guys on that team who have, you know, prospect status, they're fighting for jobs. Some of them are fighting for their baseball livelihoods. And when you put that dangling carrot in front of somebody and they know it's their career and their livelihood and all of that is on the line, you need to get more spunk out of them. Tell you this, right now, the Orioles deserve to be in the playoffs more than the Yankees. They do. Do I think they're going to be there? No, because they're not as talented. And again, the Yankees are one good week away from you know escaping a team like the Orioles. The fact that they're even in the conversation Shows you how embarrassingly bad they have been. The fact that I am sitting here again and we are like entertaining eight seed conversations with the New York Yankees blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. And I read this earlier today. George King in the New York Post had it. So I want to give him credit. I want to give him props. This season right now, And I get it, it's weird. And I get it, it's wacky. That all may be true. But when you think about the storied history of the New York freaking Yankees, all their championships, all their star players, all their Hall of Famers, all their tradition, on and on we go. Have they had great years, year in and year out? Not necessarily. They've been a great franchise. They've won a whole lot. But they've had some down years where you knew going into the year you didn't expect much. You know, I didn't live through the early 1990s as a fan. I was here on this earth, but I was, you know, a couple of years old. Couldn't exactly process anything that was going on with the Stump Merrill, Dallas Green-led New York Yankees. But they were a bad team and you knew they were a bad team. The 2013-2014 teams, even though Joe Girardi got the most out of them, they were teams that you went in to the regular season with you know, limited expectations. But from an expectation standpoint, in a regular season, I cannot think in my lifetime of a more disappointing season than this one so far. And I don't think I'm going out on much of a limb by saying that. 
You want to tell me the Yankees have had some embarrassing losses in the postseason? 100%. The 2004 season, flaming out in the first round in three consecutive years, that Tiger series. Then losing again to the Tigers in 2012 when Jeter fractured his ankle. Yeah, we've witnessed that. But in regular season? I don't think I've seen anything like this. When you're talking World Series at the beginning of the year, and now on September the 9th, short season or not, you're 500? It's exhausting. I'm exhausted talking about it. Trust me on this. But it's like therapy in many ways. Because you know what? If I'm not going to talk about it with you guys, nobody else is going to want to listen. This is the making of a bad baseball team. And I don't know if it's the idea of pressing. I don't know if it's the idea of the expectations getting to them. 5-15 and in their last 20 games. Insanity. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 